Usually I try to tell a story that previews the initial part of a conversation. And that's great in today's show. It's not different than any others. Uh, I connect with a friend, Sam, who uh, is definitely a ruckus maker <laughs> and, and uh, doing things with good intentions, you know, um, uh, and then if you have to apologize and later, right? He's an action taker and a ruckus maker. But I, I want to highlight here right now what I think is something that's going to change the game for schools and students regarding uh, college admissions and just the uh, the whole education around what does it take to get into college, into uni. And Sam is a part of a, a new venture called uh, Simply College, and that's simply with an I, not a Y. It's all linked up for you in the show notes, and it's just a really cool resource that's going to help out so many students in schools. So excited to bring this conversation uh, to you today. And hey, it's Danny from Better Leaders, Better Schools. And this show is for ruckus makers, those out-of-the-box leaders making change happen in education. We are so glad that you're here. And we'll be right back after a few short messages from our show sponsors. Develop your structures, systems, supports, and culture for excellent teaching and learning in every classroom for every student as part of Leading Learning, a brand new Certificate of School Management and Leadership course from Harvard. Leading Learning launches on July 21st and runs until August 18th. Apply by July 9th and enroll by July 15th at betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash Harvard. That's betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash Harvard. Better Leaders, Better Schools is brought to you by school leaders like Principal Gutierrez using TeachFX. Special populations benefit the most from verbally engaging in class, but get far fewer opportunities to do so than their peers, especially in virtual classes. TeachFX measures verbal engagement automatically in virtual or in-person classes to help schools and teachers address these issues of equity during COVID. Learn more and get a special offer from Better Leaders, Better Schools listeners at teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. That's teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. All students have an opportunity to succeed with Organized Binder who equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning, whether that's in a distance, hybrid, or traditional educational setting. Learn more at OrganizeBinder.com. Hey there, Ruckus Maker. Today, I am joined by Sam Feeney, who was an English teacher, academic intervention specialist, athletic coach, and school counselor for 21 years and is currently serving as Chief Development Officer at SimplyCollege.com. And that's simply with an I, too, I want to note. He is the author of Choose the Perfect College in Higher Education. The father of five children, his family recently moved from Philly suburbs to Denver Metro. Sam is the host of the Made to Thrive podcast and is writing Why Aren't Men Thriving? which is due out in early 2022. Sam, welcome to the show. 
Thanks, Danny. I'm excited to be here, man. This is a really cool platform to talk about some really important stuff. Yeah, for sure. And we'll talk about later in the show, like how we are connected. Um, and there's some really fun stories just to get wet people's appetite. Uh, but I, I want to start focus more on you before like us and how, how our worlds collided. And I'm really going to throw out a general question. You know, my thing, I call the listener a ruckus maker, someone who's out of the box, uh, innovating and making change happen in education. And I, I just want to ask you, how have you been a ruckus maker in education? Yeah, I think, and I think in general, when I was, even from when I was a classroom teacher, I just operated under the, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. And I knew for me, at least if I was, if I was mission aligned, I think the ruckus part comes in on, uh, you know, strategies and procedures not as often on, well, this, you know, just a difference on this is good for kids or this isn't good for kids. So, you know, just trying to do things outside of the box from, from the classroom and then seeing an opportunity, an opportunity to do something and just to do it. So I have a buddy who, uh, until recently he just retired, he taught a gifted classes in the middle school. And I had the idea that a kid's gifting is maybe actually just as you know, it points to his purpose or, or maybe his purpose is his actual gift. So I just made up a presentation called Gifted with Purpose and went down and on, on my own and just started teaching it to his classes just because <laughs> I felt like that was a message they needed to hear. And, and so, yeah, yeah I don't know. It, it's always been with good intention, <laughs> but I definitely had some chats with people about maybe there was a better way to go about it or whatever, but uh, just try to get to the heart of, of education. And uh, sometimes you bump up against people who are more comfy doing things the way they've always done them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting story. And uh, I love that you were noodling on an idea and just thought it would be of value. So there you are pushing in the classes and uh, offering this great, what I, what I sound here's like, um, or excuse me, sounds like a super inspirational message. And, you know, I have to ask when it comes like this giftedness and your purpose that seems connected to the idea of thriving right? Which yeah, you have a, a yeah. podcast on a book you're working on. And uh, yeah, just why, why is that topic for you so important? It's funny because I remember this was like an odd journey. I was really steeped for a long time as well in education in cultural proficiency and equity and access for kids. And I remember one time uh, my colleague who I, I worked arm in arm with her and, and she's Haitian American and, and I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> she said, why, like, why are you doing this? And I just said, I think I just so much believe in the potential of the individual person that I want to take on stuff like, you know, stuff like this with this stuff with the cultural proficiency and, and other things. And I want to have a podcast where I invite people on who are thriving just so people can hear of examples of it happening because you're more likely to do it. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's baked in, uh, to just what lights my fire. <laughs> right, right. And then that becomes a gift, I'm sure, that you love to share with others as well. Whether or not they want to hear it, Danny. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm what I like to call an aggressive suggester. So yeah. I'm like, hey, you should do this and this. And like, I, I might believe in you more than you believe in yourself, but I'm okay. I'm all right with that. You don't have to follow through on it. It's just a suggestion. Yeah, what a great quality to have to believe in somebody at, at such a such a high level. I'm curious in your experience uh, working in different 
um, school settings. Did you ever see that show up uh, or was there a principal or a school leader who did that exceptionally well? I think there were, I'll say, I'll challenge this a little bit. And, and, and maybe I was living, I worked for 18 years in the same building, even oh, though okay. I had all those different jobs yep. and it, we had awesome leadership uh, and really, really great administration from, you know, a fairly large district. And so I saw that I think more in le- like level to level. So let's say kid, kid to teacher, teacher to AP, you know, AP to, to principal, which I think is, which I think is part of, part of the challenge that school leaders face is how do I, as someone who believes deeply in the students, get that message to the students without the dissipation that often happens from level to level. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I mean, I had amazing relationships with, with some really, really cool school leaders. So I was like, man, like it's just awesome hearing that, that, you know, you've been in this for 35 years and the fire is still there. That's, but how do we get that, you know, use the current constructs to get down to that level. I think that's really kind of where they, where sometimes people get jammed up. Mm-hmm. So I know that doesn't really answer your question because I, 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 and I think it's probably me in a lot of ways limited to my lack of exposure to a lot of those, um, you know, cause I went from the classroom to the, the counseling office and not having as much of that district perspective perspective or, uh, intra district perspective where you see that, those leaders moving, sure. uh, at that high level. I think that's all right. I mean, I, maybe it's, um, just a gentle reminder and nudge for the school leader, the ruckus maker listening to really think about how you have impact with the person in front of you. You know what I mean? And, you know, I, I work with uh, obviously a lot of school leaders in the mastermind and coaching and that kind of deal. And I love that one of my um, friends now, uh, Dr. Chris Jones, he labels himself as a teacher centric principal, right? Because it's very popular to say like kids, you know, kids first, always kids. And, and that's what we're there for. That's like that, that's like a given, you know, and what sometimes right. happens, so. <laughs> right. But, but sometimes like we're, it's weird. It's a weird tension there. If you're so pro kid, the adults feel like, oh man, you know, who cares about me? And so if you say you're teacher centric and then be teacher centric and take care of them, uh, they do those same things with the kids. And that's just, that's just the way I choose to look at stuff. So absolutely. I, I had this a little bit of struggle with this at my last role, because at the moment, at least the the money available for, for social emotional learning is pretty large. Yeah. But at least in the district I was in, it couldn't be spent on teachers. I was like, I think you're missing (laughs) the delivery point of these programs. Kind of been through a hard year, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Now let's not let, let's pretend that this, the teachers themselves don't have stuff they need to work on, but they're the ones delivering the program you just bought or like Mm. you're missing the fact that, you know, like if I get clean water on one end and I run it through a dirty pipe into a glass, it's not going to be what it was when it Mm. started. I got it. I got to tend to that pipe. I, you know, and again, that is really reductionist of (laughs) who teachers are, but like if I, you see this corporately, you know, like the difference between this customer service of McDonald's and Chick-fil-A is one of those organizations really, really values and pours a ton of resources into their people. And the other one doesn't. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I think the image works and Sam, just remember that Sam called teachers uh, dirty pipes, not me, but no, I'm just playing. I'm giving you a hard time. <laughs> well, I knew this was for leaders, not teachers. So I, yeah. I, I'm the other one. I got tons to say about principals. I mean, uh, well, well, that's on my other, <laughs> that's, that's on my better teachers, better schools podcast. That's right. No, but I think the image works. It was, I mean, that, that really resonated with me. You have this, this uh, life-giving, refreshing, nutrient-rich water. And if the vessel that you drink it out of has uh, been spoiled or tainted in some way, um, it's not going to be as effective. Yeah. So that, that really works. The last question I want to ask about your just previous experience in, in schools. I'm just wondering, you know, of all those years, 21 years working in buildings, was there, was there something in your experience that, that you n- noticed that a school leader did that was exceptional or just absolutely aggravating? And I know this is just your lived experience, sure, sure. but it might, it might uh, help the ruckus maker listening to uh, pop a bubble, to open up a blind spot and say, wow, okay, I didn't realize stuff may land that way. Right. Yeah. I'll say this, and uh, I have a really good friend who is in administration and my conversation with him when he was making this move was how you got a you got a degree in educational leadership. How do you keep your job from being educational management? Mm-hmm. And the parallel I used was uh, a guy I know. He used to to run uh, all facilities at a small college, and he said, "I really work two and a half months a year <laughs> because when the kids <laughs> are gone, I get stuff done. But when they're here, I'm just maintaining." Yeah. And so that was my my question to my buddy was like, how are you going to stay out in front? How are you going to continue to be a leader instead of just putting out fires? And he talked he talked about the power of that team, of a team that is uh, you know, the the fellow, the assistant principals, the the team that's equipped to take care of the things that need to be taken care of on the ground so that he can stay above it. And I think that's a model for leadership that's so important that not only because it allows you to function as a leader at a higher level, but it, it's it's a, uh, a handoff of responsibility and empowerment to the rest of the people on your administrative team to let them do what they need to do. Let them learn from, you know, making the decisions, yeah. making the calls on, you know, on, on the spot and having that person who's outside of the fray to go back to, which is what is awesome about your masterminds say, did I do this right? (laughs) Like, or I know I didn't, how should I do that differently next time? You know? And, and, but I think that's the biggest challenge of how do you, since parents don't understand that he's always the guy getting the email first, right? (laughs) It's always like, Oh, and how do you, how do you really create those boundaries that allow people to stay in their lane and you move faster when you're in your lane? Mm, Yeah. That's super good. Uh, I'm just going to plant a, a small seed here. I've been working on something called the principal success path and the, mm. the guarantee, right? The promise is to experience your best school year ever, right? Mm. And, and to set yourself up in the first 90 days of the school year to have that. So uh, hopefully people listening are um, interacting with me via email and that kind of stuff. The offer will be out there. And yeah, if it's for you, we'd love for you to join. Cool. It's, if you can start right, man, you know this. If you can yeah. start right. It's just, it, it covers over so much other stuff. And if you don't start right yet, you may have mailed in this year. So yeah. I really encourage, I don't know what's in it. Even the intentionality of doing the exercises. I, yeah. That's awesome. You have that, man. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm super pumped to like really talk about it a lot, but uh, based on when this is coming out, it's it's not the right time. So, but I just want to plant that seed. Cool. Um, you're doing amazing work now with uh, Simply College. And I think we talked for like oh, quite a while because I was on a road trip from my sisters in Foxborough back home to Syracuse. I was fired up about what you're doing. And I said, Sam, come on the show. Like ruckus makers need to hear about this. So let's let's talk Simply College and yeah. really, you know, how it helps schools increase their equity and, and uh, access to college. Yeah, I love it. It's really cool. Uh, I got introduced to to the guys at Simply College who are actually out of Rochester. So they're right off a of 90, hey, 90 there right with yeah. you. And uh, it's a couple of guys who, um, a, a dad, Rich, needed some help with the college process. It wasn't getting it from his kid's high school. So they went to a, a local independent education consultant and uh, walked him through that process and said, like, man, we need to get this out to people. And when I went through it, the first thing when I got introduced to them, they, they, they wanted me to, to talk a little bit about how do we help more high schools with this? Because there's mm-hmm. such a bandwidth problem. And I, I mean, I've lived this right <laughs> all day long. My introduction to college consulting was when a kid came in and put a post-it on my note on my desk and said, hey, can you send my transcript to this lady? She's helped me get into college. <laughs> I was like, I'm helping you get into college. What, what are you talking about? I never even heard of this whole, you know, this resource part. And we were a pretty, that was a pretty good school. Uh, so I was, you know, surprised by this, but I went through the site and it's everything I would have created. Like philosophically, it's not like, you know, we're going to get you in your top three schools, or whatever, but what it is in effect is a roadmap for students and families from ninth grade to 12th grade, everything you need to do to figure out the college process. And I've had counselor friends who, you know, initially a little intimidated by this, like, well, are, you know, does this take my job, the whole thing? Uh, but what it does is it actually is an awesome resource for counselors to give to families to say, this is going to be something to help you to fill in the cracks between the things that I'm offering through this process. And so I have two, two examples I always use is the ninth grader who shows up after the you know, first day of freshman orientation. It's like, hey, I would like to talk to you about like, you know, some of the colleges I want to apply to and what I want to take you know, what classes I want to take my senior year, <laughs> pump the brakes, buddy. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out like what the next step in, you know, my year is or the kid who in April of senior year finally says, all right, like, you're right. I probably should go to college. How do college I do that? starts next week? Right. <laughs> and, just, and you're like, go back and look at all that. Like, but how do you regurgitate and re, yeah, you know, yeah. reproduce all the stuff you just did? Well, the guy was sleeping through your presentation. You give him a, a link to, you give him his, his, specific password to simply college, he logs in and he just looks at all the stuff he needs to. And so anyway, as soon as I saw it, I was like, this is, this is the thing that, that rescues counselors from not only reinventing the wheel every year, but reinventing the wheel every year in the district next to them. Who's also reinventing the wheel every year. And it's all this, like, it's all just basic level stuff. My, my buddy who, uh, is a college and career center director as a, as a counselor. He's like, so if they already know what the FAFSA is, because they got that information from this site, maybe they'll ask me about which of the colleges that they can afford that they should actually go to. Like maybe mm-hmm. we can have a deeper level conversation. Anyway, I'm just, I like this site because uh, the, the, the platform is a, is a, is a soup to nuts resource for getting kids into schools and the equity and access part mm. 
is the part that's the difference maker. I'll say two things and you can answer questions whenever you want, but I just get fired up about this. So, well, I, well this is the part where I'm the most excited and honestly, yeah. knowing, knowing my listeners, like this is really going to resonate yeah. with them. So. Yeah. So here's the difference. So I went, I was, I taught for 18 years at a very large public high school in suburban Philadelphia, thousand kids per grade. We had tons of resources, awesome, awesome stuff, but I had 380 kids. Okay. I can't deliver to them the, the specifics. I can give them the information, but I can't give them the strategy that's specific to them as a counselor to, to get them into great schools. I was at a, a, a workshop. <laughs> I, I was remembering, I was reminded of the, the equity and access problem when I found myself in deficit, even though I was at a really great place, right? Yeah. Sitting next to a woman, we're at a workshop uh, for college planning, you know, like just learn more about the, you know, the, what to look for this current year. And I was like, Oh, you know, nice to meet you. Are you, you know, how, how many years you've been doing this? She's like, I'm actually really nervous. Cause this is my first year. And I was like, Oh, where are you? She said, Oh, I'm a Germantown friends. And she's, I was like, Oh, well, how'd you get to there? She's like, well, I used to be on the admissions board at, at Dartmouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Time out. <laughs> so not only do you know what you're doing, yeah. but you're one of three people in a class of 88 who just focus on this. You're not even a kid's school counselor. You're a college admissions counselor at a school that costs $35,000 a year. Awesome school. And I'm going back to my office with my 380 kids and trying to direct them. And then we're now trying to help schools where the counselor ratio is closer to like one to 800. Yeah. 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 So simply college says your job as a counselor is to help people create a login Hmm. and that's it. And all of a sudden you think about the the people who for a long time, unfortunately, school has been about access to school and, and the most of the school experience is given to those who who know the system. Mm -hmm. So many of our families, first generation or not, have not had a, a, a welcoming school experience as parents. Sure. So they're not going to pick up the phone and call the counselor and figure out when they can get in and talk about whether even college is a good idea for their kid. They don't have a frictionless entry point into the college conversation if it goes through the counselor because they've got to figure out how to get to the counselor and then get on the counselor schedule and everything else. So that's one of the things I'm most excited about with Simply College is it's a gift from the school to the families to say, put, stop Google searching college confidential yeah. <laughs> and all, like going through Facebook groups. You've got one spot. It's going to give you everything you need. It is. It's the same thing you're talking about, the roadmap for, for school principals. It's the right. same. It's when you have a roadmap, you've got the next step. It also is a huge stress relief for, for families. Like, mm-hmm. okay, if I have a question, I know where to go. This is also telling me that I don't have to worry about this again for another two months. That's awesome. I can work on, I can work on something else. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's a different, it's, it's, a, it's a paradigm shift though for the counselor, I think in large part, because the counselor wants, I mean, likes to be the, the person who delivers the message, you know, they like sure, to be the, sure, the person sure. who's leading the class through. Yeah. But from my outside perspective, looking in, like if you have the roadmap, here's the steps the counselor can support that and be the guide, right? Especially for 
people who uh, need that extra level of support, right? And so that's that's super helpful. The other thing I'm thinking about as well is that, you know, just sort of this turnkey solution, not that you, you called it that, equity and access, you know, I could just talk about my experience in Chicago public schools. Sure. They, they have these um, selective enrollment programs, the best schools in the city. Many of them are top 10, top 20 in the state. Some are even that good in the nation, right? The thing that's nuts is that well, it's not nuts. It's probably intentionally designed that way. Nobody ever told me that. Just I'm, 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 that's my opinion. So <laughs> any, anyway, I love uh, where this is going before yeah. you even say it. Go ahead. So it's sort of a game that you need to play, but there's there's so much um, that you need to do by this date, this date, this date. There's mm-hmm. tests and mm-hmm. and there's ways of ranking the schools. And if you rank wrong, even if you have an amazing score, you get locked out of the entire system, right? And then you're stuck at a school that uh, is in your neighborhood, but you could have gotten into a, a better performing school, right? And students, right, from more black and brown communities, under-resourced, they were the ones who missed out because uh, my kids, right, middle class or affluent sort of yeah, whatever. I mean, they just, they knew, they knew the rules. And it was amazing that there wasn't a more concerted effort to just educate, 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 like here's the rules. Here's how to play the game. To me, it seems like a win-win scenario. If you're getting the best students in your best schools, as opposed to, sorry, you know, you, you ranked it wrong and try again, maybe next year if there's any openings, you know? So that, that's all I'll say there. Um, if there's anything you want to add, I'll open it up. Otherwise, we'll move on. I'll just say the, the last section of, which basically is predominates senior year, the section I think that that is actually the biggest gift to counselors is how much Simply College dives into the money mm. and talks about it, a couple of tools that they have about how you can find schools that you can afford before you even apply like knowing that stuff. Um, And I'm actually a a certified college funding specialist. And so I've helped them with as well, their, their tools to, you know, how do you do a financial aid award appeal? Did you know that was a possibility? (laughs) And this is the last bastion of the college process that has held counselors back, I think, because you don't really want to talk to families about their money, nor should you. Mm. This is a resource that says, if we just figure out how to, pay for college without cratering your retirement, Mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, the horror stories that we see about the student loan debt crisis. If we just do those things, you know, take the Hippocratic oath in how we're, (laughs) in how we're helping kids with the money side of college. Cause I, I did this a lot. I mean, I'd go through and make a college list for kids and I've got, okay, you've got Brandeis, Bowdoin and and, uh, BU and never ask their parents, can you actually afford this? And they're not thrilled with me. (laughs) Like, thanks for telling me to give this. So that's another, that's, I think the missing piece that, that Simply College provides is to be able to talk in plain language about the money and even resource them with tools like tuition fit and quattro money that where they can actually figure out what, how much they're on the hook for before they even apply to the school. So they could just, if it's a pass, it's a pass. Got it. Well, Sam, I think there's a good uh, moment in our conversation to pause just for a second and get some messages in from our sponsors. But when we return, uh, I do want to talk just like masterminds in general uh, and also boy meets 
world. <laughs> Develop your structures, systems, supports, and culture for excellent teaching and learning in every classroom for every student as part of Leading Learning, a brand new certificate in school management and leadership course from Harvard. Topics include aligning systems with instructional vision, creating structures for your students' academic and character development, developing your teachers, navigating change, and more. Leading Learning runs July 21st to August 18th, 2021. Apply by July 9th. Enroll by July 15th. Get started at betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash Harvard. That's betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash Harvard. During COVID, every teacher is a new teacher. That's why innovative school leaders are turning to TeachFX, whose virtual PD is equipping thousands of teachers with the skills they need to create engaging, equitable, and rigorous virtual or blended classes. To learn more about TeachFX and get a special offer, visit teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. That's teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. Today's show is brought to you by Organized Binder. Organized Binder develops the skills and habits all students need for success. During these uncertain times of distance learning and hybrid education settings, Organized Binder equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning routines so that all students have an opportunity to succeed, whether at home or in the classroom. Learn more at OrganizedBinder.com. All right, we're back with Sam Feeney. He's had a, a decorated career, we'll say, in, in uh, education. He's author of Choose a Perfect College and Higher Education. Uh, he's working on a book, Why Aren't Men Thriving? Podcast host, Made to Thrive podcast. And uh, he is the chief development officer at a really amazing uh, resource. I, I highly encourage all ruckus makers to check out. It's simplycollege.com. And that's simply with an I, not a Y. Uh, important distinction there. You won't see the video, but I almost made uh, Sam shoot seltzer water. Or we almost had LaCroix. a spit take, man. That was yeah, good. Out of his, I really wish that would have happened. That would have made my experience just five percent better. But uh, way to go! He didn't spit it out. We'll get to Boy Meets World in a second. I have a funny story about that, but all right, just mastermind. So we we know yeah. each other now because we're both in Iron Sharpens Iron, uh, and that's that's a mastermind I've been a part of since 2015. And that that is what caused the epiphany for me, the light bulb moment and said, oh, my gosh, school leaders like myself are so isolated. Who's creating the space and the psychological safety really just to come together and problem solve to to figure out, wow, um, what I'm experiencing is normal. And more importantly, to surround yourself with uh, just out of the box thinkers, ruckus makers who are going to push you know, in our context, school leaders to be in my matter. And so anyways, yeah, just tell me about your, your mastermind experience and why you just, why you love them. I do, man. It, it's great. I'm actually uh, made to thrive is launching two uh, masterminds in, uh, in early August. I, for me, I kind of look at two ways. I, I think you appreciate the intangibles after you have them. Yeah. yeah. But the way that I understand them, and this has just been my experience is I've never seen a better system for personal achievement. And I don't mean that necessarily like I look better, but in terms of I've got these goals, I've got these things I need to do. I've never seen a better system really pretty comprehensively that gets me from point A to point B 
Um, and it's because of the dynamics that you're talking about with just having other sets of eyes on your problems and, you know, having other people who maybe are, have been through something already. Maybe they're just seeing things from a different perspective and they don't know enough to know that you don't suggest certain things. And then out of the box, like, Oh, that might actually work. (laughs) It's, it's such a cool dynamic. I really enjoy it. You know, it's wild. I have a book on the mastermind coming out in September uh, actually, if you go to the Corman website and look up Mastermind Unlocking Talent Within Every School Leader, uh, use the code SUMMER21 and you can get it off 25% off and uh, free shipping. But the cool thing in doing research, I, I read about Mastermind in, uh, in Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. You see that Andrew Carnegie uh, was in a Mastermind. FDR had something called the Brain yeah. Trust. But just doing more research. Yeah. And, and I found out that uh, Henry Ford, Thomas Edison, they were in a group called the Vagabonds. And I'm like, wow. And you start looking at history and these super successful people, at least in America. I'm like, folks have been doing this for over 100 years. Wow. Like this. So I'm excited, obviously, that it's happening in education. I love that you're you're doing it, you know, with uh, Made to Thrive. So there, I'll tell you this. this. I love what you're doing because there can't be a more isolating job that I've found than running a yeah. school. I'm telling you, like you're caught between your, your, your AP team and your superintendent or your board yeah. and everything, you know, whether or not you want it to, you, you become kind of the crimp in the hourglass for all this other stuff. And, and you need that, that broadened perspective. So I, I, I like industry specific masterminds and, but only after meeting Brandon uh, and hearing yeah. about yours, did I had I heard of the education one? I was like, oh my gosh, what a prescription for what ails a school leader. Uh, so I'm I'm so excited about people figuring out, you know, whether or not it's a good fit for them. Uh, but I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, thanks, Sam. So tell us a story with uh, Boy Meets World, and then I have a funny story to add right on top of that, and then we'll we'll close it up down the conversation. <laughs> well, people who are listening to this are probably old enough to have watched Boy Meets World in in uh, their youth, as I did. Um, and the the teacher on there is Mr. Feeney. I think the generation before was Mr. Cotter. And welcome back, yep, Cotter. Yep, right? There's just the, yep. this iconic, which is kind of interesting. Even think about the change in education. I don't think there's been somebody to replace that kind of at that level where you're right, where I, I feel like we probably should have somebody more who still is that, like that sage or that, you know, somebody, anyway, I didn't realize that. I remember my last name was Feeney, but like, I didn't realize that it was Mr. Feeney really until a student taught. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, I really am like, this is. And then of course, unfortunately you, every school leader goes through this after a while, I kind of aged out. <laughs> my kids didn't get it. <laughs> Dang it. I'm just getting old. Ah, all right. So but uh, yeah, one of my favorite characters on my favorite shows from, from growing up. Yeah, that's super fun. I, I was aware of that show. I never watched it, but it's just cool how, you know, there, there's those connections and the funny story I have. So, uh, you know, my wife is an epidemiologist and um, uh, this just shows like the gap in uh, the professors and the students at times. Mm-hmm. And so there she is teaching probably about uh, interesting stuff, comorbidities and diabetes, That's and, it. you know, and aging immigrant populations. Uh, but somebody that is just like, like a huge contributor to her field is named John Snow. Right. And if you uh, watch Game of Thrones at all or read the books, that is like a essential character. Like <laughs> the story is built around John Snow. And so her students are are just, you know, 
chatting about how amazing John Snow is. And she's just so thrilled because like they're going deep back to the research and the history of oh, the God. epidemiology field. And uh, they were talking about Game of Thrones. So, <laughs> so good. That's so good. Yeah. When culture and profession collides. Cool. I know. Well, I know. You kind of lament it. And then you're like, well, it's kind of funny, too. Super funny. So, you know, I love to ask all my guests these last two questions. and can't wait to get your take on them. If, if you could put a message on all school marquees around the world just for a day, what would your message read, Sam? Mine is from Yates. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire. Mm. To just to remind, just as a reminder. Like so good. Like, uh, anyway, I, I I wrestle with that with my kids. Like, how do I keep keep that fire, stoking that fire with them in their own, you know, with my children in their personal education? Right, right. And Sam, if you were building your uh, dream school, right from the ground up, you weren't limited by any sort of. Uh, resources your only limitation was your imagination how would you build your dream school what would be the top three priorities the top three priorities uh i love this question i appreciate you giving it to me in advance because i got to think through really like what what it is that moves the needle in kids lives and it's a so it's a three the three pillars would be agency collaboration and mentorship and if our goal as educators is to create agency in our kids help them work together to create cooler stuff than they could create on their own and empower teachers to be mentors and guides along the kids' individual journeys. We see a totally different outcome uh, from, from our, uh, the kids that we want to be citizens, lifelong learners, all that other stuff. I think those three things really change the way a kid interacts with a school and the way a school interacts with a kid. Yeah. I've actually never revealed this on the podcast, uh, but but I love being transparent. So in 2018, I hired a podcast coach just to try to take the show to the next level. Mm. And, uh, you know, we, we, we had that call while I was on the road, but now I do a, a podcast pre-chat just to get to know my guests so I mm. can help them set them up for success. Because not everybody has the rapport that we have. They're not as improvisational. Some people are quite stiff and some people just honestly shouldn't be a guest. And, uh, back in the day, you know, you wanted to be on the show. We started recording and let's go. Yeah. But the reason (laughs) I'm sharing this one, that's just an example. Like here I am hiring a coach to make me as a Mm -hmm. podcaster better. But, uh, two, how crazy was it that I dropped that major thought experiment on people and they had no idea it was coming. Hey, how would you, how would you build that dream school? Like, You know, I've, I probably short-circuited a few few times. Some, sometimes when you keep getting the wrong answers, it is because you're asking the wrong questions. So yeah, it's not yeah. always just, hey, maybe I should change my question. Yeah, yeah. So That's anyways. crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're a more kind host now. Yeah, for sure. And people that have listened to the show for a while, um, I think they would just appreciate that. So uh, let's just close with this. You know, Sam, we, we covered a lot of ground and of everything we talked about today. What's the one thing you want a ruckus maker to remember? I think that your role in the in the long run, I, one of a book I, I recently finished is Simon Sinek's The Infinite Game. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's awesome. I mean, it, like it talks about you need to you need to play infinite games like infinite games and leave the finite rules to finite games. And I just would encourage school leaders, you are playing an infinite game. And it does not mean that what you do this year isn't important to this year. 
but what you do this year matters ad infinitum for your kids. And I think that's such an important book. I would pick that up, probably audio, probably go more smoothly. Gets a little repetitive here and there. But uh, at the infinite game, if you can remind yourself you're playing an infinite game, you will play the game of education so much better. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed. Mm-hmm.